0: All right, News talk 1110-993-WBT. Not sure what happened either. Welcome to the program, hour number two. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is pete at Show.com. Uh, before I get to the next topic here, a couple of messages regarding last hour's discussion on Hunter Biden and uh, his indictment. Uh, we got a couple things here. Uh, it's all a distraction on Twitter. It's a Pete tweet. It's, a, it's all a distraction, says, Pete, stop. Hunter Biden is just a child. <laughs> Leave the family off out of this. Children are off limits, says Ray Noth, uh, Nothstein <laughs> from North State Journal. Um, Melissa says, as a recipient of a Tea Party donor IRS audit, believe me, it has everything to do with being the president's son. No errors were found, and the audit was eventually dropped. Um... Russ says, I'm seeing two takes on Twitter on the Hunter indictment. A, it's to shield from testimony to Congress and will eventually go away. B, it's a sign the machine has removed their hand of protection and are pushing Joe out. And Russ says he thinks it's both. Also, um, I keep hearing about a single gun charge for the Colt Python revolver his brother's widow put in the dumpster. Um, I've seen other pictures where he appears to be holding two different handguns, but I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't either. Um, and Mark says, Hunter learned from the best, I believe. If that's the, I mean, if, if Joe's the best, my goodness, it didn't, didn't work very well. Um, all right, I have got this, uh, Scott says, I wonder if the walls of justice actually do begin to close in on him, does he flip and begin to give up all the dirt on Papa Joe? That would also incriminate the serial killer Clintons and the Obamas. Uh, they take Hunter out like they did to Fredo. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Mm, really makes you think. Um, all right, so uh, speaking of walls closing in, CNN... Uh, Reporting today that the walls appear to be caving in on University of Pennsylvania's president, Liz McGill, who faces scathing criticism over her performance at a House hearing earlier this week. All right. So before we go any further, let's take a listen to uh, this is not just Liz McGill. It is also uh, Claudine Gay. She is from uh, Harvard. She's the Harvard professor and Sally Kornbluth. Uh, from MIT, or Kornbluth, uh, from MIT. And this was an exchange with Congresswoman Elise Stefanik from New York.
1: Dr. Kornbluth, at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals, not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct, yes or no?
2: If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment,
1: yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If
2: it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. It can be harassment,
1: yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity Mm. for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context?
2: Targeted as an individual. Targeted as, at an individual.
1: It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of antisemitism? I will ask you one more time: Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no?
2: Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and crosses is it anti-Semitic con- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation—that is actionable conduct, and we do take action.
1: So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board.
0: All right, so that's Elise Stefanik with the questioning. I understand, look, they were obviously prepped about this question. You know, their lawyers uh, told them, you know, here's the code of conduct, let's go over it again. It's all about the context, and if it turns into action, like if you actually start, you know, trying to kill all the Jews on campus, then okay, fine. Then uh, that might be bullying. Um, that would be against the code of conduct, uh, the attempted murder of, of Jewish people. But simply calling for it, just simply saying, hey, let's have, uh, you know, genocide against the Jews, um, that that does not count. As bullying and harassment, because it's not specifically targeted at a single person, it's at all the Jewish people. See, so that's the that, I guess that's the uh, that's the gray area for these uh, for these college presidents. By the way, I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, they're just calling for a new intifada. That's not that's not. It's just a you know, that's just protest. This is just words. Intifada. An armed uprising of Palestinians against Israeli occupation of the West Bank and Gaza Strip. That's according to Merriam-Webster. That's the dictionary. That's what, an, that's what the Intifada is. So when you have these college kids, either ignorantly or completely well-informed about what it means, when they're running around chanting for another Intifada, that's what they're chanting for. They want an armed uprising against Israel. So like you're called, that's literally a call for violence. So uh, I, I don't think your I don't think your speech protect uh, your speech right there is protected right and and again you know play the game what if this were the Klan instead of Palestinians I know there's some like in the Venn diagram world like there's definitely a lot of overlap here but let's say you got the Klan on campus and they're marching around calling for you know the uh, genocide of uh, uh, of another race of people black or Hispanic or whatever do you think do you think Harvard might consider that to be harassment or bullying or, or 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 you know in some way violative of the code of conduct i suspect they would now um she is not at least stefanik is not the only one who said uh, all three of these uh, college professors or sorry presidents rather uh that they all need to resign over this because they have no moral clarity this is the problem right the the these school leaders you know, who tripped over themselves to rush out statements in support of all sorts of, uh, you know, social and cultural issues, they they somehow lack the moral clarity on this. And what it has led to uh, is actual harassment and assault. There have been assaults of Jewish kids on some of these campuses. Because they're not, because the the, quote, pro-Palestine people uh the 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 protesters their their fellow students um they're not being punished and in one case i've got it here they they uh, there was uh foreign kids that escaped punishment because the school was worried about jeopardizing their student visas yeah yeah absolutely you don't get to come to america attend college and assault people and then get to stick around but that's what that's what has happened in one of these cases Stefanik is not the only one. There is now a growing chorus of people demanding these various presidents resign. And in fact, Senator Gillibrand from New York is one of them. John Fetterman, yet again, like I feel like I'm in crazy world where John Fetterman is like the leader, which does make sense, actually. It actually does make sense. If you think about it. Right. Because he had the brain injury. And then once he got treatment for the brain injury, he's become more conservative. That does make sense. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. camping and hiking supplies even because being prepared is just smart carolina readiness supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in waynesville and always at carolina veteran owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out got a couple of messages here uh this one whoop okay so Bill says, how do you suppose these tap dancing presidents would differentiate the context of harassment from so-called hate speech? That's a great question. And also, where's my safe space? <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, all right. Remember, there are no bad ideas under the cone of creativity. So I offer this potential solution. How about a really, really, really big cry closet for for the Palestinian demonstrators? the pro-Palestine demonstrators, make their own little safe space. And then they could protest, and then they don't have to worry about, you know, encountering any Jews on campus uh, that might trigger them into committing assault or something like that. Let's go to the phone lines here and get Jamie on. Hello, Jamie. Welcome to the program.
3: Hello, Pete. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm good. What's going on?
3: Uh, I called my daughter, my middle do- no, my youngest daughter today to see what to get the six grandkids. And we got to talking, and she said, okay, Mom, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I want peace on earth, goodwill to man, and somebody to explain to me why the Palestinians hate the Jews so bad. (laughs) And she says, but Mom, you're missing the whole point. I said, what is it? She says, it's all the Jews' fault. They started it back in the 1800s with this Zionistic um, movement thing. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, in the 1800s, the Jews decided they were going to re-inhabit all of what is now Palestine, and they didn't care who was there and who wasn't, that their intent was to wipe out all of the Palestinians, because that would bring about the apocalypse and the world would end. And I'm like, wait a minute, don't you have this wrong? Isn't it the other way around, and it's today? Mom, you just need to go back and
0: research.
1: hmm
3: Did I miss something in history, Pete?
0: No, no. This is so. First off, I always love this argument about like how dare the Jews move to this land. First off, like they predate. The Jews were there first, right? So if you're going to go and make historical claims, yeah, yeah, they they have the historical claim. In fact, there's a belief that. that the palestinians were actually jews who converted to islam when it was conquered by islam by muslims uh so uh, i don't know if that's true but uh, i have seen that school of thought um uh, and people debating that uh, over the last few weeks um but uh yeah but if the, but let's assume uh let's take the premise which is that jews should not be allowed to move to your uh, move to a country because that's really what they're saying right if if the idea is like oh well the jews are wrong because they moved here so you're saying that jews need not apply jews not welcome jews can't move about freely like is there are are, you know is is that a is that a standard that other countries can employ that you have to be of a certain religion in order to move into their country um yeah the jews were kicked out of like all of the other countries that were that are in that region so yeah yeah it's just it's and that's a yeah, and that's a, and that's a product of her of her education. That's and that's sad.
3: Yeah, because she's my child.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and I raised her different.
0: Yeah. Um, no, in in fact, yeah, I I would recommend um I would recommend she do more research but maybe uh branch out from the uh from the anti Jewish uh sources. Maybe start there. Well but no, that's the, yeah.
3: about like trying to get her to um say that um Oh God, the old guy that's running—that's uh, always running for president, um, Barney—that—that uh, that, that he's unfit for the presidency.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: She believes he's the way to go.
0: Joe Biden is no. Um, Donald Trump is the, the guy from Maine. Oh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie,
3: yes. Oh my She's goodness, a big Bernie
0: believer. Isn't Bernie Sanders Jewish? Yeah, that's
3: what's always got me cuz he's always against the Jews.
0: <laughs> I don't know if he is or not. I don't know. Uh hey, uh, Jamie, I appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, take care. Um yeah, it's uh yeah, I I I have not look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of the historical arguments that people want to make about, you know, the the Israeli Palestinian conflict and all of that, to me, none of that matters. O- October 7th changed in a very fundamental way right the the morality at play here doesn't matter that this is what this is what they're doing and so you've picked this fight you've wanted this war and now you have it and now war is going war has come and this is what war is this is what you wanted and once the war is over one way or the other we'll see what happens I don't know, like that's... but the, 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 All of this PR stuff that's going on now is to try to get Israel to stop beating the snot out of Hamas and not let them win their war. That's what all this is about. It's all emotionalism and victimology. And I, and I have no, no patience for it. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at the Pete show.com I have this email from Bob who says... Uh, 2.6 billion people around the globe are about to celebrate the birth of a Jewish man in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. But some people still don't think any Jews lived there before 1948. <laughs> uh, Joseph sent me a quote from Ben Shapiro, who says, Bernie, Sa- uh, Bernie Sanders is as Jewish as a ham sandwich. <laughs> um... And this is from D.L. who says, our daughter majored in ancient history at NC State. They actually used the Bible as a textbook because the Jews kept a detailed and thorough written history. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, why not? Makes sense, right? First first book that was published, wasn't it? I think, right? All right, let's go over here and get Mickey on the program. Hello, Mickey. Welcome to the show.
4: Hello, Pete. Hey. Uh, two things. If there were no call for interfaith, the Jews would not have to defend themselves at all. The second thing for the history, if, uh, Dr. Jimmy D. Young has a biblical documentary called Esau and the Palestinians. And the premise is that when Esau and uh Jacob were born Jacob had Esau by the heel they were twins and there's a whole link there but the the premise is that they would be fighting forever and also their generations
0: right well, is it is it uh Ishmael and and Isaac
4: no that that goes that even goes further that's they could be in that group too, but yeah. But
0: I would heard that uh, analogy.
4: Yeah, they, they, if you might watch that it's on Tubi right now. Esau and the Palestinians, hmm. uh, they were Isaac's twin sons, and they they were in opposition to each other most of their lives until their progeny came together to fight off the Romans. But there's an interesting storyline all the way down, which would very likely shine somewhat.
0: Yeah, some
4: light. And from my perspective, it's very credible light.
0: I got you. All right, Mickey. I appreciate the uh, the info. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend. All right, take care. Um, got this message from Russ, who says, "I think Bernie Sanders is ethnically Jewish, but he converted to communism decades ago." That that does make sense. <clears throat> Ah. All right, I mentioned uh, U.S. Senator Kristen Gillibrand. Uh, She was asked by Dana Perino on Fox News about the calls for um, these presidents of these universities to resign after their train wreck of a performance at the congressional hearing with uh, the questioning from Elise Stefanik, who um, I got another message here from Mary, who said that Stefanik is a Harvard alum, which is why this is even more heartbreaking for her to watch. So I did not know that. Uh, all right, so here was uh, uh, Dana Perino asking Gillibrand uh, and, and her response. MIT here. and UPenn.
5: Do you agree they should resign? I do. I think their statements were abhorrent. And, you know... <laughs> trying to contextualize what constitutes harassment, Jewish students are terrified on these campuses. You have examples of them being barricaded into rooms. Students have been told, we cannot guarantee your safety, so stay in your dorm room. That is the definition of harassment, to instill fear and to not have a climate where kids can thrive and go to school and feel protected. They are failing in the worst way as college presidents, but so are these colleges. If you look across the board, what statements college presidents made uh, in the aftermath of October 7th, it's absolutely unacceptable. And you cannot call for the genocide of the Jews, the genocide of any group of people, and not say that as harassment and creating an unsafe environment for the, for the kids and the students that live there.
0: Yeah, she's exactly right. You, when you start calling for entire groups of people to be murdered based on immutable characteristics, yeah, that's harassment. That that would be harassment support for the presidents of Harvard, the University of Pennsylvania and MIT eroded quickly after they seemed to evade what seemed like a rather simple question during a contentious congressional hearing. Would they discipline students calling for the genocide of Jews? New York Times reports their lawyerly replies to that question and others during a four hour hearing drew incredulous responses. Andrew Bates, White House spokesman, quote, It's unbelievable that this needs to be said. Calls for genocide are monstrous and antithetical to everything we represent as a country. Even a liberal academic, Lawrence Tribe, found himself agreeing with Representative Elise Stefanik. He said, I'm no fan of hers, but I'm with her here. The Harvard Law professor wrote on uh, X twitter He said Harvard's uh, president, Claudine Gay's hesitant, formulaic and bizarrely evasive answers were deeply troubling to me and many of my colleagues, students and friends. In their opening remarks and throughout the hearing, Dr. Gay, Ms. McGill and Sally Kornbluth of MIT all said they were appalled by anti-Semitism and taking action against it on campus. When asked whether they supported the right of Israel to exist, they all answered yes without equivocation. But on the question of disciplining students for statements about genocide, they tried to give lawyerly responses to a tricky question involving free speech, which supporters of academic freedom said were legally correct. But to many Jewish students alumni and donors who had watched campus pro-Palestinian protests with trepidation and fear, the statements by the university presidents failed to meet the political moment by not speaking clearly and forcefully against anti-Semitism. The uh, governor of Pennsylvania, Shapiro, Governor Shapiro said, it should not be hard to condemn genocide. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there should be no nuance to that. By Wednesday afternoon, a petition calling for Ms. McGill, UPenn's president, uh, calling for her resignation had grown to more than 3,000 signatures. Mark Rowan, the chief of Apollo Global Management and the board chair at the Wharton School of Business at Penn, asked the board of trustees to rescind their support for Ms. McGill. And then came the walkbacks. All righty, so... Um, support is now uh, uh, waning for the uh, presidents of uh, UPenn, Harvard. Um, although the MIT professor, they're standing by her. I think they've got uh, a statement. Uh, yeah, a statement in support of her, Cornbluth. Uh, so she's. I guess she's going to be fine. Um, but after the response, after they made they made their comments in the hearing, and they started getting just pilloried over it. Um They then started walking back their statements. So here is the cleanup uh, on Isle UPen by the President Liz McGill.
2: There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's long-standing policies, aligned with the US Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. I wanna be clear. A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. For decades, under multiple pen presidents and consistent with most universities, Penn's policies have been guided by the constitution and the law. In today's world where we are seeing signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years, these policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious ah, and careful look at our policies.
0: Maybe a blue the ribbon Provost commission Jackson and
2: I will immediately convene a process, oh, a process to do so. Okay. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure in supportive environment, so all members of our community can thrive. We can, and we will, get this right.
0: Wait, who's this? Thank you. Okay, wait. Who's this? We? You have a mouse in your pocket? Like what? Who is this? We? we're you're talking about? It, it was just you. You were the one that said that, and it was a pretty, you know, is a pretty clear question. Do calls for genocide represent harassment? Is that? Does that violate your code of conduct on bullying and harassment? And she was unable to say so. Um, Harvard walked uh, walked it back, too. Um, Let me see here. I'm trying to find her. In that moment, that was McGill. Um, Here it is. Dr. Gay from Harvard There are some who have confused a right to free expression with the idea that Harvard will condone calls for violence against Jewish students. Let me be clear. Calls for violence or genocide against the Jewish community or any religious or ethnic group are vile. They have no place at Harvard, and those who threaten our Jewish students will be held to account. Her statement, though, did not say what would constitute a threat or if calls for intifada would meet that definition. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a fine line, right? Simply calling for violent armed uprisings against Jews, right? Like that's you know, intifada everywhere when they're talking about that. Like, I mean, who knows what they mean? Right? We may never know what these what these terms mean, you know? It's just so ambiguous. Um she McGill is actually uh seems to be the most vulnerable. The um uh, the UPenn board met last night. Uh they apparently did not fire her uh or ask for her resignation or anything, but um the Wharton School of Business that's part of UPenn, um they're a bit angrier, and they've got a whole bunch of like high dollar donors that are also really, really angry over all of this um they're mounting public pressure campaigns uh they say they're going to withhold money like bill ackman billionaire hedge fund manager and harvard alum called on all three presidents to resign citing the exchanges over uh genocide he said this it depends on the context and whether the speech turns into conduct what is that actually killing jews this could be the most extraordinary testimony ever elicited in congress they must all resign in disgrace If a CEO of one of our companies gave a similar answer, he or she would be toast within the hour.